Good morning, everybody. How you all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes Adjacent via Broadminds and More podcast. And let's get started with the day. So I want to talk about parenting a little bit. Um, every now and then I give parenting tips and uh, parent, parenting discussions, especially when you are a single parent or you are in a split household. So my topic is about my 10-year-old today. Uh, my 10-year-old has had some acceptance issues and we are going to work through that. Um, in the last few days, my daughter's been having issues with challenging of authority, following direction, and choosing her own power over giving her power to somebody else. Now everyone wants a chance of approval, everyone wants to be liked at some point, or know that they're doing something right. So there creates the paradox. Some know how to navigate it quite quickly, quite well, and don't need any extra help or guidance. Others, well, they all have their problems. Always growing up in my era and in my family, seeking of approval was basically being taught from my mother and, and from my father, I have to say as well. My mother being the strict person's personality that she was, you know, raising three kids on her own, you know, after basically a deadbeat, uh, strung out Vietnam veteran abandoned her, you know, she developed this type of persona to be so hard all the time. But what ended up happening was it affected her whole personality and she lost part of her kindness, her care, her openness, her free will. Was it taken away or was it given away by choice? Not sure, but I'm gonna bet on giving away by choice. Now, my mother always had this thing saying, you know, don't tell me, show me. Now, that's also part of the ingredient. So, as I'm raising my 10 year old, my 10 year old's growing up between two houses. However, both her parents are thoroughly engaged. We both care about her. We have had our issues in the past. And we've had our bad examples and our good examples throughout our lives. My daughter was, has been raising her fists and beating them against the wall or stomping up and down when she doesn't get her way. Is that normal? Yes, somewhat. Maybe for a seven-year-old. But for a girl that's turning 10 going on 11, not sure. I haven't raised it. You know, a girl that age, you know, every single day or every weekend. Now, Granted, my daughter's a pretty good kid. She's a pretty level-headed person. I'm around most people. She's always smiling to people. But when it comes down to following instructions by her mom and dad, she has issues. Because it's not convenient. Like any other child. What do you do, you might ask? Well, I have a few recommendations. But before I go for those recommendations, let's go over some of the things that just don't quite always work. So what is a parent's arsenal, as I may call them, for de-arming your child with their anger and their emotional outrage of whatever situation they have? One of them may be 
when you yell at them, raise your voice at them, maybe even spank them. Sometimes embarrassing in, in public, it minds you whether it be just family, friends, or no one you know, but enough for people to see. However, it may be, they all have drawbacks. Now, raising a, a girl, I have to say, is like a careful chess game. They learn the games of manipulation from early on. As a father, you, I didn't want to necessarily be the bad dad. I always wanted to be the good dad and the provider. However, with that, you know, sometimes you have memories from the past and feeling guilt, feeling guilt that you didn't get what you always wanted, or didn't even get close to a quarter to what you wanted. But you wanted to make sure that your child was going to get the best that you possibly could give them. Now, to what lengths are you stretched, or even? Feel satisfied? Do you feel satisfied and happy with what you give your child, whether it be through the holidays, a birthday, or special occasion? Is your kid always asking you, "Daddy, can I have this? Daddy, can I get that?" Every time you go to the store, is there always something that they have to have? Or if they see an amusement park, is it always, "When can we go? Are we going to go?" These are not foreign questions from a child at 11. Or 10 and 11 years old. So what I've been dealing with is before that I give her what she wants, I'm concerned about how she gives her power away. When she loses her cool in front of friends, when she was upset the other day that her choir friends decided to ignore her, they didn't want to play with her at the time. She held it in and didn't show no reaction. So, so she says, but I'm sure she showed some sense of frustration. When she's not accepted, she gets angry. She internalizes it. She doesn't express it. Now I tell her not to always express your emotions because those who overly express their emotions tend to lose control more often. But in the thick of it, you're still just a person inside. We do have weaknesses. What I would tell her is. Like I've said before, once you lose your strength and you show it, others have control of you and will forever know how to get in in control of you. And just remember, people will always use the worst parts of you against you to always do their bidding. So if you lie, they'll always remember you're a liar. Are you a liar forever? No. But people tend to hold you to testament, kind of like the Ten Commandments. It's written in stone and very hard to erase. Yeah, kind of interesting. The second thing is, if your child throws emotional tantrums and fits and gets in fights, those things you can't ignore. No other parent ignores. No other child ignores. People will begin to small talk, talk between one another. They'll say gossipy things while, you know, she's a little bit kind of crazy. Then again, is she really? It's not an easy task to teach your child how to be strong, and especially being a girl amongst other girls. Now, my observance of the playground and the observance of other girls, girls are often really, really, really petty. They get caught up in the popularity, the acceptance, and the love, when the only love that they should be really counting on is the love of those closest to them. 
their mom and dad, or grandma and grandpa. I've always given my daughter love. But I've also been that parent who's yelled, who's screamed, who's thrown food, who's spanked. And yes, I have embarrassed her. Did it all work or did it create damage? Well, I'm going to have to say a little bit of everything. What's my tactic nowadays? Kindness. Instead of telling her how how pissed off I am, I just tell her, well, you know what? I'm really disappointed in you. And I don't give in to anything that she wants or declares that she desires. The luxuries of things of like, maybe I'm good to go to Disney or maybe go to a swim meet that has a special reward. I don't give in. And when she goes and asks, if she asks, I just say, think about your reaction and your reaction. What was the last thing that you did in front of me or around me that made me scratch my head, made me cringe, or just felt like I was embarrassed? If she's not noticing, then you don't obviously don't have to care. You do have to say, I love you, but I'm disappointed. Your discipline is to help you become a better person. Now, sure, you could give that lecture of how to be that better person, but does it really work? Does it really sink in? Did it ever sink in when you were a kid? Did you ever think what your parents were telling you way back when? A lot of times, we learn things out of habit, going through things over and over again. Sometimes, for some of us, you go through it one time, and one time only, and you've learned your lesson. And then, therefore, you teach your child that same lesson if it's possible. Your expectations, your ideals, your values, these all go into your child. How you express them to your child is how they're going to express in themselves of how to live. Well, it's interesting right now because my daughter has been shaming herself. And she gets mad and she beats and she stomps. She doesn't know how to control her emotions. I give her a hug. I tell her I love you, but I hey, it's not going to get any better for me. The only reason why I tell her that is I, I talk to her and say, hey, I'm disciplining you so that you can become the better person to know. So when it comes down to the defining moment of knowing between right or wrong or following somebody else's bidding, she'll choose the right thing. Well, thank you for listening to this particular episode. Hope you've all enjoyed. Give me a clap so I can know who you are if you're on Anchor. If not, if you're on Apple uh, Podcast or Apple iTunes and give me a rating, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to see all your comments. If you're on any other platform, feel free to get onto Anchor and leave a comment. Thanks for listening, everybody. check this out right my daughter sounds just like your daughter but she doesn't necessarily internalize things I mean she's only four but she wants to be the center of attention but she's the middle child so that's where that fits in for her I mean plus she's the only girl and what we do is 
we spend as much attention with her as possible. But I do see her ways of what will be an issue for her because she has a temper. I guess just to be defined outside of that middle child is her. But then I ask myself, what did I do when I was a kid in certain situations? Was I similar? Was I, you know, a little bit more outspoken about it? These things that I have to do are noted because my daughter may have that characteristic. Peace. Hey, thanks for the call in. I do appreciate it. Hey, I just wanted to say that, you know, with girls and the movements and the things that are trying to turn, you know, girls into women and how they're supposed to be strong and stuff, you know, it's a confusing time to, to really give them that identity. But as a father, you know, I want to equip my daughter so that when she comes time to choosing a partner, you know, to choosing a man, that she's not going to be just one that just flies off the handle, you know, who makes that conscious, emotional, and social intelligence that's key for her survival, you know, because, I mean, like the way that things are going now, it's just like girls are being twisted right and left, and they don't know their sense of direction because they're being told they need to be empowered and they need to be in leadership, they need to be in this. But it's just like there's more to it than that, you know what I mean? And the other part is, you know, yeah, my daughter, my 10-year-old, she's actually my middle daughter. You know, I have a 22-year-old, and then I have soon-to-be a 1-year-old. And the thing is, is, like, between all that, you know, it's like I got several moms, three mamas, you know, one I'm with. And it's just like, no, she's, my 10-year-old has always been, like, I've been there every day. I've been every way. And now I have to scale back, you know what I mean? And it's just like I have to be fair, you know, but it's just like that's the struggle that that she needs to learn, you know, her place as well as she's valued, you know what I mean? So it's 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 no easy thing. I think girls are a lot harder than boys. You know, boys, yeah, they do need our attention, yeah, they do need our uh, our conciliation, but at the same time girls are so much more temperamental because they're taught that way. So we're back again, and it's next day after. A little bit of success on my last episode about raising girls. And I'm going to actually continue the subject matter of raising daughters. So, um, you know, I have three daughters, 22, 10, and 1, and each one of them has a different, way different attitude, um, different approaches to things of how they do things, uh, different aggression levels, but they all seem to have quite a few things in common as well at the same time, and you know, obviously me being dad, but um, at the same time of how I parented them. And I have altered my parenting skills um, through the times, through the experiences, you know, each has been a learning curve, I guess you could say. But, um, you know, it's, it's always new. And my daughters are also spread apart in ages. So, um, yeah. But anyway... 
so getting back to what we're what I was talking about raising girls so here's a few things for those those guys out there you know you're new to being a dad you know especially to a girl um, it's gonna take some involvement you know um, both boys and girls need both parents really involved and not left all on mom's shoulders like to to care and nurture um, some of us men have been taught to not show much of emotion not to uh, not to be too affectionate that we're supposed to be the sturdy role but I challenge you to make your daughter more effective person more consolidated person and um, more how do you say self-confident um, it takes both of you and there is no better way to being a dad to a daughter from the get-go I know some guys that refuse to change diapers absolutely refuse and I'm gonna tell you right now shut the fuck up and step up cleaning shit and piss off your kid is is a duty um, you know it's not hard you know, basically I can tell you is the simple fact of the matter is you start from front to back and not back to front when you're wiping. That's the first basic thing to know about changing a diaper. And knowing that the tape part is on the back, not on the front, you know. So when you you have to pull it forward, you know, you pull the tape to the front, just like as if you were trying to put on your, your pants and a belt and buckle, same concept. So there should be no confusion. You know, um, there's simple things for like rashes and things like that. You need to ask questions. So if your 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 wife, your baby mama, whatever, and they want you to, to take care of you know your girl while you're uh, while they're doing their thing, or say like you're just split household, and it just like now the responsibility has been shifted onto you and the most reactions from a lot of guys they, they go to their mom mom I don't know how to do this can you take care of this one or a sister a cousin friend but you're going to wear your welcome out with that and I'm going to be honest with you stepping up and taking care of every facet from when changing a diaper to when they're sick to when they fall when they get hurt you know when they reach challenges the more that you're involved and less leave mom responsible for all of it the more you're going to be connected the more you're going to see what your your daughter needs you know because there are I, I see plenty of times a lot of girls they don't want to talk to their dad they don't tell their dad anything personal which I respect you know I hey that's great but you know you got to be the one that they can they can talk to you know and not just be the disciplinary because believe it or not I am pretty hard on my girls but at the same time, I have to remember that giving them an avenue or a vehicle where they can talk to me, say like they can't talk to mom. Say like mom is just like, the, let's just call it the bad cop all the time. You know, the one that's gonna have to lay down the restrictions, the, the rules, and dad's just there as supplementary. You know, no, that's not true. You gotta, you gotta be there no matter what. You gotta take that initiative you know, now, here's the tricky thing. Girls, well, at least when 
when I was growing up, are taught from the very beginning, from when they get their first baby or stuffed animal. You know, they're literally starting to be trained from then there on, and boys are not. Boys, well, it's, it's tricky. Like, at least in the Mexican culture, it, it feels like uh, the most that I've observed is boys, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do any cleaning. You don't have to do any, uh, you know, taking care of the household. Your job is to be outside, taking care of, like, the yard or doing hard things. But um, I wasn't raised like that, you know. But so doing what would be considered a female role is not really uh, uh, role things is not really cool with it. that's actually discouraged I remember going to my grandma's house as a kid and see I was always raised by my mom to help out in the kitchen whether it be wash the dishes help chop things you know see what I can do to help out because it takes a whole house so you know to really a household of, of people and family to get it to run smoothly. Everyone has a job and a part, and no one can just be like, oh, I'm gonna go kick back on the chair. You know, um, that used to work, but nowadays it takes usually both parents to work, to work a career. And, he, and I just gotta, I gotta just gotta say this. Um, is it really right for a man, and I'm saying it as a man, to just expect your woman to go and cook dinner for you after she worked an eight-hour day too. So my answer is, in this day and age, no. Not unless they're staying home and doing the family thing, but no. You know, and even then, I I still... Like me, as a, as a man, I've been taught to be self-sufficient. I was taught learning how to cook, how to clean, how to wash clothes, all by the age of nine. You know, my mom went off to work. I was in charge of my brother and sister. So for me, it's kind of like one of those things where you're just like, yeah, I got to do this. I got to help mom out. If I don't, mom suffers. You know, mom's going to be pissed off when she comes home. She's all cooking, you know, whatever. And she's only thinking about the, the quick and easy and not the nutritional things that I need as a child, you know. So... You know, it was it was a very critical part that we all had to learn from the get-go. You know, yeah, sure, I, I'm, I'm sure my mom wanted to be there. You know, back in the day, you know, like like mom should be now or are now. But you know, as a father, you got it's like a dual role all at once. You know. Um, Teaching your child, like, social behavior, how to behave, how to acquaint themselves to other people, to strangers, you know, um, you know, some kids are introverts, some kids are extroverts, you know, some are both, you just gotta kind of take that, you know, with a grain of salt, like, um, you know, one of the things that I learned as a young man early on is when you shake another man's hand, you shake with a firm grip. Not trying to choke their hand to see who's stronger, but you shake with a a firm grip. And I believe the same for girls, you know, like you you shake a woman's hand with a firm, but not not choking grip and and look them in the eye. Most kids are not taught to look other people in the eye. When they talk, they 
want to naturally shift the attention. They don't want you to be looked at. So I teach my girls one of the most pinnacle things that you can do is you are affirming the experience with another person. Talk to them directly. Look them in the eye when you're saying. And it also keeps them from bullshit most of the time. If you're bullshitting with your eyes looking at somebody else, you got either you got extreme talent or you're going to be found out. You know, and I don't mean the talent as a good thing. I mean the talent as like, hey, they're easy to fool people, but it ain't going to last too long. But getting them to learn to talk to people instead of looking down at a screen. I'm even seeing, I've seen it. Two people sit next to each other. They're not even saying a damn thing, and they're texting one another. I, I, I totally watched this one time, and I was like, and these are kids. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, it's like, yeah, I understand the, you know, you don't want people listening to your conversation, but you know, they'll say words to each other and look at each other on saying things, but they're ignoring the human experience. So uh, teaching the kids. Uh, or especially girls to look one another in an eye, and lo, you know they're validating the experience. They're validating the person there with them, and you know so on and so forth. You know, and uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break, and I'm gonna come back. Okay. back again so the next subject matter is um, you know giving your 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 daughter as a, as a father is the affection you know it's like a lot of times they're being raised to be like feel like princesses but at the same time they got to be growing up to be a woman you know my 10 year old you know she'll try to shine things off she'll try to be like god dad stop that don't hug me don't kiss me don't do this don't do that people are watching and I let her know, and I'm like, I play it off goofy, but I'm also serious. I'm like, I don't care who's looking at you. I don't care who's looking at me. I love you, and I'm affectionate, and I want you to know that always. And you know what? A lot of times, they remember that. I hear, I hear some women saying, you know, my dad was so caring. He was always there for me. Yeah, he was strict at times, but my dad was there, you know, and, and you just got to think like as a man, you're raising your daughter to pick a man that is going to be good for her. So if she goes seeking attention and approval, she can fall into the wrong hands. If you're not giving her the right kind of affection, and all the dude needs to do is play the game just a little bit, give a little bit of attention and they, they eat it up because they're missing that. And that same goes for boys, I'd have to say, you know, we're, we're, I hear a lot of people conditioned, you know, because they didn't get affection, you know, they, they didn't, you know, get that, how do you say, uh, that life, you know, the, the dream, like, yeah, my mom and dad love me, and, and they always express it. One of the things that I, I noticed about my girlfriend's family is, you know, every, and, and being in a Mexican family, especially of my own, when I, when I go see like my own grandma or when we go see my girl's parents, 
I always shake their hand. I always give it, you know, a kiss on the cheek to all the women, you know, buenos dias, buenas tardes, you know, buenas noches, whatever it is, it's good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever, I'm so happy to see you. And it, you're expressing that, that real affection, you know, and that's like, like in this day and age, it's so missing, you know, and then the, the other thing is like, I prefer to eat at the table. All my daughters know this, and they will tell you, you know, when we as a family, we're having get-togethers, we're not sitting at somebody's couches, we're not sitting in somebody's family room to eat, we're not snacking, we go eat at the table, and if there's not a place at the table for us to sit, we'll stand, but, you know, we, we were, we're respectful of not only other people's homes, but our own, and I was just talking to my 22-year-old, and she was telling me that, uh, you know, she's all, Dad, you know, you know, I remember this, you know, and I, I have, I had friends over to eat, you know, for a small dinner party, and she was telling me, she's all, people looked at me awkward, and they wanted to go sit on my couch to eat, watching TV, and I was like, well, that's no class, and she's like, well, you know, I asked them to come over and sit with me. And a lot of them were telling me that, that they never ate at the table where they were coming from. And I said, well, those kind of people have little to no connection with their family, and I'll bet money on it. So my daughter left it alone, and she started observing. So she went over to a friend's house, the one that came over for dinner, and she was telling me she observed that her family, they all sit in the living room or wherever to eat, you know, seven days a week, they have a beautiful dining room, beautiful table, but no one ever uses the table, and so, um, my daughter just took note, and she's like, yeah, and they argue, and they give shit about each other so much, but she's like, you know what I did, and I said, what, what'd you do, she's like, I took my food, and I went and sat at their table, beautiful table that no one sits at, and guess what? The mom came and sat at the table with me and my friend went to go sit, you know, in the living room. And the next thing I know, I hear my friend's mom tell, say, hey, we should be eating at the table. You know, and most of them slowly, gradually, even my friend came over the table and they sat and ate. So I was like, whoa, you know, that's, that's awesome. You know, that's so awesome. I'm happy, you know. So one of our cultural things that, you know, we should uh, take serious note of, you know what I mean? So those little cultural things to bring not on our own table, our own family together can help bring others together. Yeah, you know, that's the most important thing about it, to see the individuality this day and age with these young women. My daughter being four years old, she needs to be mentally tough as well as gently soft, you know, emotional, but still be able to control that emotion regardless of what circumstances come about. For instance, even a male in a certain situation can get emotional, but it's more testosterone-like than a woman's um, perspective on how she handles it with her, you know, bodily 
interactions. You, you get where I'm going with that. And uh, so it's just interesting to know that we're both on the same spectrum of emotional battles. So once you teach them that, which I plan to, change is coming. Not only is change just coming, it's also allowing room to grow. My daughter, as young as she may be, and me being the first time father to a young daughter, my perspective on what I was raised on and how to go about speaking to them. Granted, my father and mother were together since high school, and recently he became a, you know, single bachelor man again. So it's really interesting to know that being in the household, even with parents who've been together, it makes a big deal to know that me being with my woman and having my daughter, she's going to have to understand the value and roles in the house as well. But she's going to have to see the good, the bad, the ugly, because we all are emotional creatures. So once she sees that in-home battle of emotion, she'll have to understand that as well. And the most craziest thing is my fears, you know, with all the emotional battles and all the change that will overcome, it's my fears that will still play a part. Granted, I spoke to a lady who has a child who's 21 years of age and can't drive with the flip. She still is the mother to that daughter who's become 21 years of age, high school graduate, college attendee. And she has to battle with being a individual in a world we are battling to be individuals in. So whether it's male or female, girls are tougher, yes, especially at a younger, younger age. But let's put it, let's be real, they mature a lot quicker than boys, even though boys are so much more easier. Now we just got to understand how to deal with the emotional wreckage that comes with being a father to a it's a crazy society with a daughter. Also, the most important thing is patience. Because with the emotion, you must have patience. And with patience, you understand how to flow with the bottle of emotion. When you pick up a water bottle, you can either pick it up and tilt it slow, or you can just shake it and everything just gets tossed around. So depending on how you want to look at how much water you have in your water bottle and how much fluids in there that you can control emotion of that fluid is very very important so just understand i'm learning that every day with my daughter it's tough she is four years old biggest mouth in the world so much energy it's it's awesome and me being old as i am i don't the energy level is always gonna make the patience want to either go crazy or go calm you know social intelligence is like it, it, it just I, I like what you basically said it, it just falls in line a lot with why what i already think what i've learned and what i say to my own kids you know like it is a crazy game i mean like what i don't like right now that's being taught to girls that it's okay to give sass to fight everything and they don't they just don't know that not every battle you need to approach not every battle you need to be involved with and being intelligent enough to 
listen and let others run their mouth first before you make your your assumption, your your uh, affirmation or your validation to whatever conversation or situation is a big deal. And it's just like I'm always going through these situations with my daughter and telling her one thing that I always impress upon my kids or my girls is like I say, look at it like you're a samurai. You know, your honor, your reputation, it's all pivoted on your attitude, how you respond, and how you don't respond to things. You know, it's easy to respond to an emotional attack than a non-emotional attack, you know, and that's what makes us all the wiser, and I think anyone can learn from that. You know, it's like I tell my kids also, hey, if you strike first, just remember, you can be stricken back, you know, and it's just like knowing how to bob and weave, so to speak, through conversation, and sometimes staying the hell out of certain conversations that have none of your business, you know what I mean? Like, how many times has that happened? 